ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode 21 coming your way steve and the mobster in the house fresh and ready to rock and roll this one we're going to talk about clenbuterol and t3 pre-contest stacked so if you ever wanted to learn about how to stack these this is going to be the podcast for you so first of all why do people do this pre-contest why do a lot of these Bodybuilders, they stack clen and T3, both male and females, they stack clen and T3. So the way bodybuilding works is bodybuilders will tend to want to always cut going into their contest. It's very unusual that you have guys who want to bulk up going into a contest. I mean, back in the 70s, maybe that was the case. But now, big, big, big. It's all about getting big, getting big, getting big. So you get big, you put on a lot of size, and then before the contest, you want to shred up as much as you can. You want to get as cut as you can going into it. You want basically your weight to be nose diving going into your contest because you already have a lot of mass on your frame. All right. That's that's the easy part. The hard part, once you get all that size is cutting off a lot of that water and a lot of that fat going into your contest. So you look as diced and shredded as possible. If you go on stage and you have even a little bit of body fat, you're, you know, you're going to get laughed off stage. I mean, it's going to be embarrassing. The judges are going to knock you points. It's just not going to work. So this is why guys and girls will load up on clen and T3 pre-contest because they want to get as diced and as shredded as possible. So these two drugs, and they are drugs, they're not hormones, but they're they're drugs, although T3 is affecting your hormones quite a bit, you know. And we're gonna talk about what each of these are, how they work, side effects. We're talking about all that good stuff. Well, mobster, you know, come in a little bit. What have you seen in terms of clen and T3 pre-contest? by guys and gals over the years. I, I, while you were talking, Steve, I could just think of one bodybuilder that used to grow into a contest in modern times, and that would be uh, uh, IFBB, IFBB Hall of Famer, Kevin Leverone. But he's one of the few, as Steve said, the 90%, 99%, in fact, of uh, bodybuilders, male or female, you get big and then you cut down and then you, you're just looking to hold on to that muscle tissue. So both clean and T3, they'll use the chisel away, combined with diet and cardio, get in the shape. What I've seen in less professionals, as Steve and I were talking about off air, is this idea, and, and I want to cover this a little bit, that both of these drugs you can take and you don't have to exercise, uh, you don't have to diet. Uh, cardio is, you know, a, a sort of Spanish word of something in Latin, what does it mean, all this kind of stuff. So it, it, it's kind of ironic. And I've seen this multiple times, Steve, where people that are looking to get in shape for a wedding or for the summer holidays, for a trip, they want to look amazing in the dress, they've got to squeeze back into their suit. They turn up and 
what can I do? I've heard about T3, I've heard about cleanliness, must be great for getting rid of fat. And you think, okay, what's the time scale? And it's weeks. No, 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 no. As we've talked about on previous podcasts, uh, you listeners are listening to this podcast because you're doing your research, because you want to learn about these things. What you're not doing is leaving it to the last minute to get into shape. You're hoping that a drug is going to perform some sort of miracle and knock four inches off your waist and reduce the size of your ass. Uh, you're overwhelmed by the side effects because you don't know what you're doing with your dose. You don't know how to cycle it. And as I say, you're, you're, you're waiting for someone to wave a magic wand. What you really do, and this is why we're talking about as a pre-contest, is that educated user is someone that realizes they got to get out there every day and do their steps, Steve. They got to get out there every day and do their high intensity, their interval training. They got to do cardio. And the listeners that listen to this podcast will be the kind of person that knows how to run a diet. We cover those in other podcasts that we do. You eat properly. You eat clean. You are doing your cardio. You're getting up every morning and far and doing fasted cardio stuff. You're doing HIIT type training. You are getting all of these things on point. And then, as Steve says, you're uh, you're looking to compete. You're looking for those last tiny details, a little bit of an edge. So, and, and the number one thing, Steve, is to hold on to as much muscle, muscle tissue in the right places as possible and get rid of every little tiny bit of subcutaneous under the skin water, no fat, those little areas. I'm an older guy. What do you see in older guys, Steve? That little bit of fat that seems to sit between the armpit and the underneath the pectoral muscle. You can have abs, you can have veins popping on your legs. There's a little bit of fat there. These are the things that, and I know if I was a competing older athlete, 50 plus competing, that would be the place that I would be looking to get rid of it. That little bit of loose, what, what do we see sometimes? That little bit of water at the base of people's backs when everything at the front is ripped. So this is where, for me, proper use, educated use of these two uh, drugs would come into effect. But you do need to know how to do it properly. You do need to know what the side effects are. And you need to be aware of how to manage those. And uh, obviously, with everything else combined, to bring out those show day, competition day details. Back to you. So let's get into Clen. Can explain how Clen works and what it is? So Clen... Look, it stimulates beta-2 receptors as a beta-2 agonist. So when you take Clen, it's in your system, and you go train. Now, first of all, the dosing on the Clen is going to be a lot higher than what they use in medicine. Certain European countries use Clen, have approved Clen as an asthma drug. But the amounts that they use, much less than what bodybuilders are using. We do the same thing with testosterone with human growth hormone, with other anabolic steroids, we always jack up the dose. And the same thing with Clen. For it to do <laughs> what we want it to do in terms of fat loss, we jack up the dose. These guys and gals with asthma who get prescribed Clen, they're not walking around shredded at 4% body fat, okay? They're usually really in bad shape and they're usually overweight because they yeah. can't exercise or they refuse to exercise because they have a hard time breathing. And I have some asthma too, but I still exercise. Um, unfortunately, you know, um, when I was growing up, a lot of people smoke cigarettes around me. They smoke in the car. And, you know, obviously as an adult, now I got to deal with asthma because of it. So that's just my generation, you know? So, um, but I still have to deal with it. Yeah, I still have to deal with it, but I still get through it. I still exercise. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, 
but that's how it goes. But in this case, you know, when you take you jack up the dosage of clen, you're not going to be breathing grat, right? Really, with clen, you take clen, you go work out, you do cardio, it's going to be hard. It's basically like picking up a brick wall and carrying it if you want to go run. It's like carrying a brick wall the whole way running. It really makes it difficult. Your heart rate speeds up. You run out of gas quicker. And that's kind of the way it works because it's going to expend a crap load of calories because your body is under so much pressure as you're using it. So my experience with Clen, it's going to murder your cardio, but it's also going to make your cardio more effective because you're yeah. going to... You don't have to push so much when you're doing cardio to burn a shit ton of calories. And that's the magic of how Clen works. So we'll get into the uh, the dosaging. Uh, Mobster, jump in there. One, yeah. one for a second. So one of the things I've said on previous podcasts, guys, is uh, any drug that forces, and I, I use that word carefully here, because again, cardio diet first, right? Any drug that forces a response or a reaction in the body to add muscle to aggressively lose fat to aggressively improve your condition will essentially be uncomfortable so you know we've talked on previous podcasts Steve, about how great trend is for certain situations in bodybuilding but equally how the side effects can be too much for some people whether that's sweating or sleep you know transomnia and so on and so forth uh how certain aggressive steroids other than trend can make you feel irritable or ever so slightly anxious, but again, they're forced on a reaction. Now, one of the things I've, I've, I've talked to Steve about off air, and this is not for a, a, a coached, trained, competing athlete, but again, typical Joe, typical Jane, uh, coming and asking to lose a lot of weight or whatever else, they find Clem, especially, uh, uncomfortable. And that's uncomfortable sitting on a sofa watching a TV. Not uncomfortable, as Steve says, doing cardio, which you should be doing, or uncomfortable while they're dieting, just uncomfortable sitting there while they're watching the TV. But again, you are trying to force a response, a, a, a physical response, a chemical response in your body. You are literally trying to get fat to dissipate and be absorbed and excreted or use as energy while you just sit there. And every single drug that's ever been developed uh, by uh, big pharmaceutical companies with the idea of you losing body fat or taking body fat out of your diet with a simple pill has come with side effects, which are in essence, and I'll, I'm being polite when I say this, if uncomfortable. So this is something you need to be aware of. Again, it's dose dependent. It depends on your condition. You guys are educated. That's why you're listening to the podcast. But if you just go at this, these certain things blindly, you need, you will be surprised. And, Clen is one of those drugs that sometimes in the uneducated, in those that are not doing the research, and especially in those that are out of shape, that aren't doing cardio, aren't, aren't doing a diet, it grabs hold of them and it surprises them. Not in a, oh, oh my God, they're going to fall over and die kind of way, but just in, oh my God, I feel like dog shit. Uh, and that's because they weren't aware they've doubled the dose with the idea of losing two times as much body fat and so on and so forth. Don't make those mistakes. Listen to this podcast, get your information, be educated, and you should hopefully not have too many of these issues to deal with. Back to you, Steve. Okay. So T3, let's get into T3 now. Uh, T3 is another one. Um, you know, and to understand why pre-contest they love T3, we first have to understand about the thyroid. 
So you've got TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, and you can run blood work. It's it's one of the most common markers and blood work when you're getting blood work done to see where your TSH is. And you can be hyper or you can be hypothyroidism. So you could be have an overactive hyperthyroid or an underactive hypothyroid. So TSH produced when TRH is released in, in the brain and it triggers the pituitary glands to produce T3 in order to control the body's metabolism. All right, so this is why you see a lot of middle-aged women, especially, uh, maybe you have an aunt or a parent or something, uh, older sister, grandma, they're on thyroid medication. Slower metabolism, it's an epidemic. And, you know, we don't have enough time in this podcast to get into why it's an epidemic. We will on future podcasts. But I'll summarize like this. Poor diet is, is, is huge. Because when you're not getting ample minerals and vitamins in your diet, and your body is not absorbing minerals and vitamins in your from your diet because you have poor gut health, then your thyroid takes a beating. So your thyroid slows down. Your metabolism slows down. You're going to start accumulating body fat, and it's a domino effect. So, again, we go back to what we said earlier. T3 is prescribed to a lot of middle-aged people, especially a lot of middle-aged women, to help speed up their thyroid. But in bodybuilding, we take, we take that drug, and we run a much higher dose because we want to basically abuse it. We want to speed up our own thyroid. And make our thyroid run a lot quicker and raise our metabolism so we can bring in a lot more calories and not worry about gaining fat. Or we can kind of keep our calories the same, run a bunch of T3, and then now we're burning a shit ton of more calories than we're bringing in because our metabolism sped up artificially. Basically, we're manipulating that. So you can keep your calories the same, jump on T3. And you'll start losing weight, even though before your weight was staying the same. So this is why a lot of guys and gals pre-contest will hop on the T3. So now we're going to get into side effects at the end of the show because there are some things to be aware of when it comes to T3. So yes, I would guesstimate a normal man, you're going into a contest, you probably produce around 25 Microgram a day of, of T3. I mean, that would be the the guesstimate when it comes to T3. So, um, so obviously, if you're going to use it, you want to run more than that because it is a hormone. It is going to suppress your own thyroid in the process. So, if you're running what your body, it's like going on testosterone, and you've got good testosterone levels. Your body usually produces about 100 milligrams of testosterone a week, okay, in a normal situation. So that would be like going on 100 milligrams a week of testosterone. You're shutting down your own testosterone and replacing it with exogenous testosterone, but you're only doing 100 milligrams a week. So really, you're not doing anything. So with T3, you definitely want to jack the dose up so you can get the effects of the sped up thyroid. So Mobster, tell me a little bit about your opinions on uh, on t3 and and what it does in the body does this is steve ultimately hormones do things in the body and the thyroid hormones essentially control the metabolism 
So it, um, this is the reason, I mean, it's the classic science uh, arguments the, where you get a pair of twins and um, one eats one kind of diet and one eats another kind of diet and one can get out of shape and one can't. Well, you have them both on the same diet, which is a much better example, almost like a control, and you either measure their levels of activity or you literally say that uh, there's differences in metabolism. Now, generally speaking, I believe the difference between most individuals in terms of I've got a fast metabolism, you've got a slow metabolism, is not as significant as most people think. This isn't a healthy individual. It's only between two and 400 calories a day. So, you know, if, if mine might be for argument's sake, like 3,000, and these might be 2,800. Uh, just sitting on our asses doing nothing, that's not what we require. It's not a huge difference, but in a suppressed individual, it can differ. And as Steve said, if, if it's the, the example that Steve used earlier on is on point when it comes to especially middle-aged, late 40s, early 50s women. But it's also down to the changes in modern lifestyle, both from poor mineral uh, absorption from a diet, which is contained, but literally, Steve, I'll have to cover this on the forums. The, the US government themselves have studied the mineral depth, if you like, the qualities of food in the 50s and the numbers that came up in the scientific studies then versus the same sort of food measured now and the mineral quality, the, the actual quality of the fruit, the, specifically the vegetables that they were looking at was less. The mineral quality, what the nutrients that were being absorbed was less. The other thing, of course, as you touched on before, Steve, would be pollution. But the number one thing is that we drive everywhere. We do it in the States and we do it here in the UK. I walk to the local supermarket. Most people drive. I, I might go to the supermarket with, with the girlfriend in my car twice a week. But for the rest of the time, everywhere is walking, Steve. And because I walk everywhere, my metabolism ought to be better. So it's as simple as that. So, you know, this is a thing. And as I said, there's other aspects as well. We're on a lot more medication and so on. But ultimately, bottom line, people, is that your thyroid hormones and T3 is not is one of a couple. They control your metabolism. A faster metabolism uh, combined with a healthy lifestyle, training, diet, nutrition, cardio, it should be, all things being equal, means you're leaner, means that you're healthier, that means that you're in better shape. A slower one, a worse diet, zero cardio, you drive everywhere, you will see the difference. It's literally the yin and the yang in terms of by comparing one person to the next. So, I mean, my, my argument, Steve, nine times out of 10, when I'm talking to the average Joe, the average Jane, is that you need to make lifestyle changes before you make drug changes. So always... If I was coaching, if Steve was dealing with a client, we would always take that individual and look at their lifestyle. We would always say, are you getting up? Are you fasting cardio? Are you walking? And so on and so forth. And you will see a difference. But again, this is a contest individual. Contest individuals should already be doing cardio. Their diet should already be on point. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. So, the other, other thing, yeah. Steve, which is super important, when, I, when we get into the dosing momentarily, mm. All right, so let's hit stacking. How do we stack? This is a great, great question. We get this all the time. So first of all, with the T3, let me go over to T3. Now, I mentioned earlier, 25 micrograms for a normal man. That's around what you produce in a normal situation. So as a bodybuilder, you want to jack that dose up. So we see bodybuilders run 40, 50. Some go up to 75. Some go to 100. And then some like to run it once a day. But if you're running a higher dose, you want to do it twice a day. 
And that's going to really speed up your metabolism going into your show. So that's going to allow you to cut back your calories. We see this a lot with bodybuilders. They'll drop their calories in half. They'll cut down their calories, they'll up their cardio, and then they'll throw in the T3 and the clen, and then that will get them supercharged. I will get them burning a shit ton of calories. So really, they'll be in a super deficit. And because they're taking these drugs, their metabolism won't crash. Their metabolism will stay elevated, you see? So it's kind of tricking your body. And it, it's in no way a healthy lifestyle here, guys and gals. It's, it's not a healthy lifestyle for a normal person to do. But again, these guys, they don't care about, about a healthy lifestyle. They just want to win their contest. So you got to do what you got to do. The guy next to you on stage, he's doing what he got to do to beat your ass, right? So you want to beat him. You got to do what he does and more to, to beat him. It's going to boil down to other factors beyond your control, like genetics, for example. He may have better genetics than you. So you've got to do what you can to kind of keep up with the other people that you're going up against. So that's what they do. So at least go 40, 50, and then some guys and gals, they'll go even more. So just know what you're doing with this. Don't overdo it too much. There is going to be repercussions. We'll get into side effects in a moment. Now with clenbuterol, I'll talk about clenbuterol. Clenbuterol is one of those, it really depends on your weight. So got to keep that in mind. But let's say a normal 200-pound guy, okay? You want to start out with maybe 40 micrograms a day, and then every few days jack up the dose. Go to 60, then you go up to 80, then you go up to 100 micrograms, then you go up to 120 micrograms. 140 micrograms, you're pushing it, okay? But you're going to get to a point where you start getting a lot of side effects. And that's where you know, you know what? That's That's where I need to be. And then you can back off by 20 micrograms or 40 micrograms back down and then kind of level things off for a little bit. And then you can kind of play around with your dosage. But that's the way people use Clen. And to get the results from Clen, you cannot use it at a therapeutic dose, what they give people for asthma. You got to jack up the dose. So that's going to come with side effects as well. So so let's get into um, you know the side effects of these. So when you stack Please, them... Sorry. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, just jump, in. jump in for one second. Clen, um, specifically, guys, and I'm referring to the article that we're going to use. We're going to attach to this two weeks on, two weeks off, for, for, because of suppression of the central nervous system. That's number one. And number two, and this occasionally comes up with uh, some of the peptides as well, Steve. The difference between micrograms and milligrams. Do not make that mistake. It should be dose. The product's going to come to you. It's going to be low dose. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But what sometimes happen, and we've seen this a few times when when guys are mixing, for example, growth hormone or one of the peptides, and they're trying to get the bacteriocytic water balance, etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, and they can't work out how much is per mil of water and so on and so forth. It is super important in this particular one. Steve's mentioned it in the podcast. Micrograms. That is a thousandth of a milligram. So we're talking about here. Even at 100 micrograms, you're talking about one-tenth of a milligram. Again, the pills, the, the form that the medication comes in, it should be clear. But make sure that you have that in mind. Don't get the doses wrong. Don't say, well, I've got a lot of these small pills. I need to take a lot of these small pills in order to get an effective dose. No, 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 no. It is micrograms dosage, a thousandth of a milligrams. You're the most you're looking at. 
is a little bit over the tenth of a milligram. Keep that in mind and have that in point. T3, you can run for a longer period of time than you could the clean, but clean best works best two weeks on and two weeks off because of suppression. And of course, as Steve says, as we roll into the side effects now, that's one of the issues with clean suppression of the central nervous system, deregulation of the beta 2 receptors, meaning that it's no longer as effective. And of course, that your body is no longer doing its own part and regulating body fat and its own part and regulating of your uh, metabolism. Back to you, Steve. All right, so side effects, very, very important. Let me start with T3. Now, T3, anytime you're messing with your thyroid, there is, yes. there is a risk involved. Now, there is a prevailing theory out there and an argument that it doesn't matter because as soon as you come off the thyroid, your own thyroid will pick up and start coming back. But here's here's the the reality. Um, we're already got we already have it's just like running testosterone and cycling steroids and messing with your HBTA. We already have fragile bodies as it is. And it has a lot to do, as Mobster mentioned earlier, all the pollution, plastics in the ocean, the contaminated, you know, the unnatural yeah. lifestyle, unnatural lifestyle. You know, our ancestors every day, they would have to do, you know, a lot of things that we don't do today. They didn't have cars. They didn't have supermarkets. They had to go find their own food. So it's just everything we do is so unnatural. So your thyroid already is under a lot of pressure. So now you're adding, you're shutting it down. When you take a, when you take thyroid medication, you're essentially shutting it down. This is why people who go on thyroid medication that, you know, for medical reasons, they have to stay on it for the rest of their life. And that is a risk. I know bodybuilders who started really young. Okay. And they started in their late teens, early twenties. Now they're in their late twenties, early thirties. And guess what? They have to be on thyroid medication the rest of their life. Cause if they mm -hmm. come off their metabolism crashes. Okay. So it's one of those things, just like testosterone, you have to be on testosterone replacement therapy, the rest of your life. If you abuse steroids and if you have a fragile HPTA, so same thing, our thyroids are so fragile that messing around with them, that comes with the risk. So bear that in mind if you are going to, you know, you just need to be aware of that. Now, some people, they recover quite well. They'll, they'll run T3. I've run T3 a couple of times. Um, I recover my T3, no problem. I didn't abuse it. So just make sure you don't abuse it and yeah. you should be fine. It's just like running anabolic steroids. If you abuse it, you're going to mess up your HPT in the process. If you don't, you should be okay. But look, if you're going to be on T3 for a long time, there's a good chance that you'll need it the rest of your life just to get your get your thyroid functioning the way it is. Um, now, when it comes to Clen, side effects that I experienced when I ran Tren, brutal heartburn every day, especially it was like a late afternoon, brutal, brutal heartburn. And I never get heartburn. So Clen gave me heartburn. Clen gave me the shakes. When I would, when I increase the dose to 80, 100 micrograms, I'd be sitting in the middle of the day and my hands would start shaking out of nowhere. It would give me the shakes. It would also absolutely destroy my cardio. Like I like cardio. I can do cardio after my workout on my way back home. I'll stop at the park, do some cardio. It made cardio just unbearably sucky. So like, no, you got no endurance. You got no wind. You're running. And then you're like, man, I, I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's that's what it feels like. 
So those are the side effects that you have to watch out for. And Clen can really, if you abuse trend, uh, Clen, it can really hammer your heart health in the process as well because it's fucking with your heart. It's causing your heart to beat quicker, you know? And if you already have existing heart issues and you yes. go on Clen, you're looking at trouble. And a lot of bodybuilders, they do have existing heart issues. They do have existing cholesterol issues, existing blood pressure issues as it is, blood flow issues. So adding the clen on top of it, now you're you're playing with fire. But these guys, you know, they look at the end of the day, guys and gals out there, you're serious about this. You're going into contests. You want to keep up with your with your peers. You know, this is this is what a lot of them do. So um, and look, if you stack them and you react well to these two drugs, you can really shred up nicely ahead of a contest. So look, at the end of the day, my my final advice on this, I'll bring in Mobster. To kind of finish out his thoughts. My advice is if you run this stack, listen to your body. Okay. Don't kill yourself just to just to get shredded. You know, listen to your body. If something's going wrong, you need to stop. Like I had heartburn three straight days, the nastiest heartburn I've ever had in my life. Felt like I was having a heart attack. So you know what I did? I threw the clan away. I was like, I'm never touching this shit again. And I haven't touched <laughs> it since. I'm gonna listen to my body. I'm not gonna be stupid. You know, so you have to edit any. When you use these powerful drugs, powerful hormones that we talk about, you have to listen to your body and be smart about it. So, Mobster, why don't you finish out with your final thoughts and take us to the disclaimer? As I said earlier on, guys, you listen to these podcasts because you want to be informed. And it's very, very easy. I mean, Steve's may have never done this, but it was super easy if we were doing those kind of podcasts to say, it's chemical warfare. You do what you've got to do and get out there and take the drugs if you want to in. Do you want to win? Do you want to win? Take the drugs. No, we don't do that because we have a long-term view. We want you to gain muscle. We want you to be lean. We want you to be ripped. We want you to be dry. We want you winning trophies. And we want you to be strong, if that's your thing, like it is for me. We, 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 want, you, we want the results that you get to be a positive experience. Now, as again, we're messing with our hormones, whether it's steroids, whether it's thyroid drugs, whether it's looking to get in shape, whether it's looking to get super strong. And they come with side effects. So we want you to mitigate those side effects, to lessen the, the, the impact on your system. So we educate. And I'm a great fan. I know Steve is because I see the post that he puts on a forum are very similar to mine in this particular regard. And that is we never use a sledgehammer to crack a nut. What do I mean by that? It means that we try to get you to lose the least, the lowest dose that you can to produce an effective and positive result and therefore, you will come back and do this cycle again. You will know that you got into shape because you followed the rest of our advice. So advice number one is always, always, and again, Steve's quite correct when he talks about even for, for, for bodybuilders and weight training athletes, an enlarged heart. It's not unusual. And now we want you to have a racing heart in up the side of that ribcage of yours. So, it, yeah, and I said in average shows and average chains, sitting there on their sofa feeling uncomfortable feeling anxious and hating how it feels so this is why Steve and I this advice is always going to be that you train your ass off that you meal prep that your diet is clean that you're getting up in the morning before you take the kids to school and you're going out and you're doing one or two miles of fast-paced walking 
you're speed walking, you're 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 getting out and you're trail walking, you're 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 going, you're walking to school to pick the kids up and you're walking them back home again. You're not using the car for everything. And hell, you've got one of those little stepping machines in the back of your house. So that while the TV's on, there you are, just pedaling away, stepping away, getting the work done. And then you introduce effective doses of these drugs to get those last little details, and especially for contest purposes. Now, Steve's right. I understand a contest mentality, and I know it is a question of, I want to win, I want to beat the other guy. I want to out-train him, out-diet him, out-drug him. I want to do every single thing, so there I am with my hand on the gold. Not on a silver, not on a bronze, not a second, not a third, not on last place, first place. I get that mentality. I get it at 1,001%. And again, it's while you're listening. So our advice is always going to be pay good attention when we talk about the dosages, have a good eye on the side effects, make sure everything else is on point. I told Steve in a pre-show, I know of people that have prepped by a pro that were using the tea free and the clean as an excuse to eat donuts during a prep, Steve. It's, you, you can't out-drug stupidity. You really can't. You can't eat donuts and jam and peanut butter and cake and cheesecake and whatever and still get in the sh- You'd have to be an absolute freak of all freaks of all freaks. And again, that's the one That's the, the one in a million, Steve. So the rest of you, that's us. That's me and Steve. It's putting the work in, putting the diet in, make the sure your cardio is on point, and then just introducing enough to make you shine. Ripped, dry, hard, contest shape sign in shape ready for that holiday ready for the wedding ready to rock and roll but because you gave yourself time and you put the effort and you put the prep in please note we are not doctors and our opinions on these shows and hours and hours alone it's our view based on our experience and views on the topic a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only the freedom of speech and the first amendment applies